If I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia C. Blanca. And welcome to the Get My Life Tour. It is me, your host, Lydia T. Blanco. And as always, I'm excited that you decided to show up and take center stage in your life. I could not be more excited for today's conversation. And it's because it's about love and relationships. Two things I feel like all of us talk about 90% of the time. I could be wrong. Don't quote me. That is not a stat. That's just based on personal experience. But today I am enthusiastic because I have Jante Rashawn, who is a love and relationships expert and author. And she is really helping people set the standard for their dating. Without further ado, help me welcome Jante Rashawn to the Get My Life Tour. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. You are more than welcome. You know, I really wanted to read your bio and, you know, rattle off all of the incredible things that you've done. (laughs) But I want to leave that to you. Tell us who you are in your own words. I am Jonathan Rashawn. I'm author, relationship expert, and I am like the standards chick, right? I just really believe in women going after the standards, knowing what they are in detail and not settling, especially not in love. So... Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what I'm here to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Not settling, okay? That is such an important conversation. I feel like so many of us settle with ourselves, right? We're not challenging ourselves relationally um, in Mm -hmm. relationship with ourselves. What are your thoughts on that before we even dive into being in relationship with other people? Well, that's so good that you say that because that's the first peace. You start there. Like my first chapter in the book, you know, we start with that mindset, shift your mindset. You have to have the right mindset. And part of that mindset is knowing your worth and your value. And if you don't understand that, you can't go out and find love and expect to be treated a certain way. So that's where it starts with knowing yourself, knowing what you want, knowing the vision that you have for your life, and then really being able to find someone that fits into that mold. I love that. You know, I'm so hype about us connecting because we were able to connect on another platform Mm -hmm. and there were so many incredible women in the room. And I was so excited when you reached out to me. I was like, wait, love and relationships. (laughs) Number one, it was such a pivotal time for me relationally, personally. And I always want to hear from an expert. You know, we go to blogs and different magazines and we're reading all these columns and these books. And I'm like, okay, now here's my opportunity to speak with someone who knows what they're talking about, who has had their own experience and is now helping other people do the work, right? Their heart work so that they can, I guess, live the lives of their dreams, right? And pursue their heart's desires. So thank you for reaching out. Of course. Of course. I thought you were just amazing. I love what you're doing. So absolutely. Thank you. Okay. So let's talk about love, right? But I kind of want to know more about your love story, right? Uh, We always want to establish credibility here on the Get My Life Tour. But what has your journey been like from, you know, Jante, who was looking for love to Jante, who is this expert and author who's helping other people get their lives relationally? Oh, the journey. My journey has probably been a lot of, like a lot of women nowadays, it was a tough journey. I always have been a lover of love. A serial monogamous is what I would call myself. And if, if you don't know what that means, anybody, it's someone who is always finds himself in a relationship, right? So I wasn't the party girl, the fun girl. I was the girl who wanted love. And that means I wanted to be committed and I wanted to find someone who was going to be there for me and me only. And so in doing that, I had a lot of bumps in the road, right? So I I overlooked a lot of things early on and I found myself in situations that just weren't healthy and um, really having to dig into myself to figure out one, how did I keep finding myself in these situations? And two, how could I change some things about myself and what I'm looking for and what my standards are to get a different result? And so 
once I really took some self time to self-reflect, I was able to make some changes. And those changes, I mean, I found my husband after those changes or he found me. Okay, that's an important piece. Mm-hmm. He found me. But I was also ready because I had done the self-reflection. I had done the self-work. And I was the woman that was ready to be found. And so when I met my husband, long story short, he proposed in six months. We were married six months after that, and we've been married for 13 years. So I have been there on the journey, walk the walk. This is everything that I teach and I help women with, I have experienced. And that's why I'm here. I wish I had someone to tell me these things when I was in the midst of it. And so, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. Shante, you just said (laughs) what so many of us want to experience. Yeah, We want to get our lives and shortly after we want to actualize so many of our dreams, yeah. right? Six months into the relationship, you went from single to being sought out after doing your work. Talk to oh. us more about that because we had a conversation about being sought out and so many of us want to be seen, right? But there's a difference between being seen and on the scene and being everywhere in everyone's face, you know, trying to work the crowd and get to who you're attracted to. But there's another, you know, it's another thing to be sought out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it really comes down to knowing yourself, right? Again, and and what it is that you want, but also being able to, to walk in that. So once we get to a place that we're looking for love, like I was so many times, you know, you get in a place where you feel like you can, you can accept certain things. Well, I really am, I'm kind of feeling him. So let me just, it's okay. I can probably change these, these couple little things. Right. And so, you notice I talk about in the book, knowing a man's intentions, realizing those things really early on and changing your attractions, which is the thing that people talk to me so much about. Like, how do I change my attraction? Listen, I love the bad boy too. It's cute. <laughs> Not long term. So right. Okay. It seems so right. <laughs> the things that you need to be looking for are the things that are going to transcend into a happy life, right? So if you want the bad boy, it, it's all cute, but is he going to be a, a good husband and a good father? Because if you want to get to your level of success in your life, what you don't need is relationship drama. You don't need to be worried about what he's doing. You don't need to be constantly trying to fix and change him in order for you to get where you're going. So that, that's the idea, right? If I choose the right mate, that helps me along with my goals and my life. And so, yeah. Uh, attractions. That's something else you touch on. But also, and I correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to like see the book in my head, but being or becoming your expectations. Yes, Huge to become your expectations because I can't tell you how many women that I've talked to and they have this list and you know I'm big on lists. So we could talk about that later, but <laughs> they have this list and they have a whole bunch of things on there. And I'm looking like, okay, are you any of these things? <laughs> okay, let's stop. Are you any of those things? Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't expect someone who is focused and has everything together and they saving their money and you know what I mean? And, and all have it all together. And you're still out here running the streets, right? You got to bring to the table what you're expecting at the same point. So can you talk about the danger of that? Because some people would interpret what you just said as someone like, or if we thought about a persona, it sounds like a a gold digger, right? Like, oh, well, you know, he has to have this, that, or she, let's not discriminate because some of these men are looking for a way out as well, right? Or a way up as well. You know, she has to have X, Y, and Z in order for me to date. And they don't mirror that at all. Can you talk about the danger in that of seeking something that you're not ready for, things that you don't have to offer? You know, the initial danger is that it's not being equally yoked. So I'm big on that. You have to be equally yoked. A soulmate is a goldmate. I say that all the time. You have to, ultimately, you want to, you're moving in the same direction. You envisualize kind of the same things. Now, can you be opposites? Can you compromise in certain places? Yes, absolutely. You can compromise. Shoot, I'm married 13 years. You don't know how much I compromise, right? But one of the biggest things I say about compromise is it should not affect your mental your physical, your emotional health. That is not a compromise. That's sacrificing yourself. That ain't your place. That's not your place. Mm-hmm. And so the danger in that and, and, and wanting something 
that you don't have yet is how y'all going to move along. You know, we have to be able to move along together and grow together. So please become your expectations, ladies. You don't want to have someone looking at you like a gold digger or, you know, finding a man that's looking at you. He's looking um, for his little sugar mama and that's not you either. You know, I think there's so much um, humor, right, associated (laughs) with what you're saying, but it's like, we have to really take ourselves seriously during this process in finding a partner in pursuing falling in love. I feel like so many of us fall on our butts or our faces um, because we took things too lightly. We didn't pay attention to signs and, you know, we were seeking something that we weren't ready for. You know, I'm still curious about this six month process that turned into (laughs) like this year, this year round or this year long turnaround for you. Like, what did that work look like? And I'm asking for myself, but I'm asking for the person who's also tuned in because there's so much that we have to hmm, work through in order to be ready for what it is that we say that we want. So if you don't mind sharing, right, this is the Get My Life Tour. We, we take center stage and we're super vulnerable with one another. Um, so I'd love to know what did that six months of preparation look like or the time, because it may not have been six months, but what did that preparation period look like um, so that you could be positioned for the six months of your courtship with your now husband of 13 years? So the biggest thing was, again, self-reflection, like really thinking back, where did I go wrong in this last relationship? Because prior to him, I had come out of a three-year relationship. It was on and off, unhealthy relationship. And I can just give you one of the biggest examples for me walking away from that is I felt like I was ready at a phase in my life where I'm ready for something more serious, okay? Where are we going? And I know a lot of women can probably relate to where are we going? Am I going to get a ring at some point? What's the next step here? And it became clear to me as time went on that this wasn't the phase he was in. You know what I mean? He he just wasn't ready for this. And so for me, I would constantly bring it up and bring it up and bring it up. And finally, I just had to say, you know what? I'm going to walk away. This one of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to sit and wait for him, you know, which compromises where I am in life and what I feel like I'm ready to do next, or I have to move on. And so I made the decision to move on. But that piece right there was one of the, the most important things because I said the next relationship that I have, I'm not going to mention marriage. I'm not going to mention where I think we should be going and when because the man is supposed to be the head. If he doesn't come to the table and already see that this is something, this is what I want long term. That her right there, that's, that's me. And I'm going to make sure I can do everything I, I, I can in his power, right, to make sure that she's mine. And that's exactly what happened. When I met him, it, it just kind of flowed. Everything he said, he did, right? And I talk a lot about that, intentions, oh. right? Everything yeah. he said, he did. It was no question. I didn't have to question. He brought up, hey, I think we should do, you know, this. And then he did it. I remember we went on a vacation, our first vacation, and he said, you know, when we get home, we should go look at rings. Girl. <laughs> you know, and after me never mentioning it, that's what I'm talking about. Having a man that knows you that's mine right there and going for that (laughs) i am smiling (laughs) ear to ear i'm giving you every dramatic motion i can because that excites me and i use the word excited a lot when i'm having these conversations because it is a blessing to be able to hear from women um, and them honestly share right? Their experiences, their journeys, their pain points, and how they've been able to come out on the other side. So it it warms my heart to hear that um, and to know that those men exist. There are women out there who exist, right? You were ready for, you you took your, your season of preparation seriously. Oh yeah. Right. I can't imagine that it is easy to insert yourself in the relationship of your dreams after unlearning so much, what was it like aligning yourself with your heart's desires as it manifested right in front of you? You know, it actually, it was innate. It almost, it just fit. You know what I mean? But one thing about me is I make mistakes just like we all do, but I, I make sure that I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. 
Right. And so I consider myself a student of life and people, anybody who knows me will say that she finds a lesson in anything she do. And they think it's funny. I watch movies that have nothing to do with my life. I read lots of books, but I am literally learning from situations and all types of things. And so the same thing, everything that I endured, I was like, all the wrong men that I dated, the, the, the heartbreak, they were three of the different types of men, all none of the same issues because <laughs> we're not going back down that road. Right. Um, but when when we met, it was definitely something different. And there were a couple of times that I had to catch myself. And I can think of um, one specific instance. Um, I knew that I didn't want to me personally. This is just my personal um, standard. I didn't want to live together before marriage. Um, and so. There came a point, though, I guess he felt like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for the next step. And he said, hey, here's a key. You know, you, you know you, I'm closer to your job. You should be here. <laughs> and I had to catch myself because, you know, I'm into him too, but I had to catch myself. And I was like, you know, I don't really believe in that. Mm. And he was like, okay. And then we got to the next phase. A couple months later, it was a ring. But not being afraid to own your standard, right? And it's, the right guy is going to step up to that. So many times I see, I hear women all the time that we are, we're sacrificing what we really want in our heart to keep someone or to attract someone. And I really want them to understand you don't have to do that. There's a man for you, the right man for you. You're not going to have to do all that. I think so many of us, and I'll speak for myself, you go through relationships with the process of getting to know people. And then at some point you, you, you kind of strategize ways to be more malleable, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Without compromising your standards, but it's almost impossible. Let's talk about boundaries as it relates to standards. (laughs) Oh, let's talk about boundaries Mm because we think mm -hmm. we have strong boundaries. And then someone starts teetering over that line (laughs) or we start backing away from that line and it becomes blurred. And then we're wondering what in the world just happened? Right. Right. Boundaries is something that I really, I love boundaries. I mean, I'm, I tell you this, even in my marriage, um, I have a lot of people that will ask me questions about this marriage and I'll say, you know, we have boundaries and you know, that, what do you mean you have boundaries? You guys don't do this and you don't do that. Isn't that kind of like jail? No, it's not kind of like jail. Our boundaries just are based on a mutual respect for one another. Mm-hmm. Boundaries in a relationship should not feel like you're being hindered from doing something, right? It's just, I believe in a, a, a hedge of protection around your, your marriage, around your relationship, right? So if you can protect home, there need to be some areas that are not crossed. Mm-hmm. And that's just to protect home. And, and a lot of women nowadays, um, they struggle with that piece. So I use, I'll use the club as an example, right? Because, you know, we all love to go out and have a good time and party, right? And yes. she'll say, well, I love going to the club, but, you know, he, he doesn't want me to go to the club. Well, if you love the man and you love the relationship and you're happy in the relationship, right? So what is the club really designed for? We're out here mingle and meet, right? Right. I mean, you know, we're out here to mingle and meet. So why are you um, walking to the lion's den and you have what you're happy with? Okay. It has nothing to do with trust. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> <Not like>. <laughs> One second. <laughs> you know what? Say that one more time for the people in the back. Listen, stay out of the lion's den if you're happy where you are. That's part of a boundary. Oh, my gosh. You know, it makes me think about a conversation that I have often. I do not like dating around. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just super old fashioned or I don't have the time or I'm just not interested in dating multiple people at a time. It's never been my thing, right? Some people are like, oh, well, you have to see what's out there and live your life. Lydia, you're not going to be young forever. And I'm just like, I don't want multiple men to be able to stand in a circle and be like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I know this about Lydia and Lydia. Yeah. No, yeah, Lydia. Mm -mm -mm." No, I don't think it's meant for me to get to know everyone, vice versa, right? right? But with that, I always tell my girlfriends and guy friends as well, like there becomes a time when too many options becomes a problem. Oh, yeah. Like going to a club, like you're saying, stay out the lines, then you don't need as many options. Like, what are your thoughts on that? 
I think especially as it relates to men, because I'm going to touch on them first. You know, there's a saying that men are as faithful as their options, right? Now, I'm scared Ooh. of that saying. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I'm using men are, as faithful. <laughs> men are as faithful as their options. But after talking to so many men, okay, I believe that that is the case for some. You know, there are some men that it is really difficult for them to not take what's offered, right? Those aren't the men we want, by the way. Right. <laughs> you setting your life up for a headache throughout the years, okay? So those aren't the men we want. But there are literally men who are not that way. So I don't, a lot of women have that in their mind. Men, men they're going to take whatever's thrown and this and that. They are not all that way. And I have to drill that to women because they're so tainted. Like, and I understand it's crazy out there right now, especially, you know, when I, back when I was single, social media wasn't like it is now. Right. So just imagine, you know, I have a lot of um, women that I coach that they're on, you know, they might say, oh, we're texting. I met someone online and we're, and we're texting and then he'll just fall off. Well, there's a good chance that he was just scrolling through Instagram and came across something he liked. That's how short the attention span can be. Okay. (laughs) So it's it's real. real. It's real. Yeah, and I and I I don't even know how I would even handle that. Like it's really really tough. But I really believe that your standards can set you apart in that regard. Right? Because there's so many options. I mean, it, it, there's a booty everywhere you turn on Instagram, right? Right. <laughs> Keep yours tucked in. Okay? The right one's going to come along. <laughs> and he's right. going to want your what your value is and what you really bring to the table. So, oh my goodness. You know, I want to add a little spin on that people are as faithful as their options, Mm. you know, because, you know, it's, I love having this conversation with you and Mm. I value your expertise, but we have to hold each other accountable as women as well, right? Everything you've written applies to both men and women in my perspective, right? There's Mm -hmm. so much that can be learned from your experiences beyond gender. Oh yeah. But there, I find even, you know, in my, world of women, right? I don't want to single only one out, but we have our ways. Oh, we're heartbreakers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, listen, I've been down that road too. <laughs> I can look back and be like, God, that was wrong what I did, but I wasn't ready. Mm. Right. So just as we're talking about men being in a phase where they're ready and they know what they want, I may have passed over some good guys because I wasn't in that space. And so you're right. The things that I've written in that book do transcend to women as well, because if my intentions were not to, okay, maybe have a good guy and settle down, then I'm not going to be the right woman for a man who's in that space, right? And so, yes, it, it, it definitely is across the board for both. Yeah. Oh, you have said so many things. My <laughs> goodness. And you know what? I'm not even certain if you shared your Get My Life moment yet. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, like, what has been a get my life moment for you along your journey? Girl, get my life. It's, it's in relationships. I can give you so many because I've had to really, really warm it up, but I'm, I'm going to give you a different one because um, me coming on this journey to really help women get what I feel like I didn't have. Um, I had to leave the bag on the table, leave the bag on the table. And that was a, that was a huge thing because in my career, I had reached a point to where, I, I wanted to be. I said, I want this salary. I want this position. And once I got there, I started feeling a tug on me for like that I was meant to do something different. And that was hard to do for me to step away, to trust myself, walk away from the bag and, and redirect. And so I would definitely say that was a moment that I had to get my life and go do what I think I'm called to do. So. You know, responding to the call is never easy. It's never easy. And, you know, we talk about this bag and that bag and the third, but I can only imagine the abundance you've been able to experience Mm -hmm. as you heed it to the call. Yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Um, Leaving leaving my job um, was a tough one, but having that supportive partner without him, all that would, would definitely have not been possible. Um, but it's worth it. It's worth it to be here. I had to invest in myself. I had to trust myself. And um, 
you know, I'm here and I have so much more work that I want to do, that I have to do, that I know that God's going to lead me to do. And so I feel, I feel good about it. It's a journey that I'm still on, but there's so much more ahead. That is incredible. Partnerships are something that I think so many of us look forward to. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I just had a husband and carry my groceries or do <laughs> like, I know that's so menial, right? I'm like, oh no. The little things, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really don't feel like moving this car today. I wish, and they're like, Lydia, just get a roommate. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just a Negro to fall out the sky. But, you know, I don't, Ah, there are so many things that have gotten lost in the essence, um, not even lost in essence. I feel like the essence, excuse me, of relationships have gotten lost in present time. Like there is a good amount of people who are still like, yes, love, black love, this, that. And there are those who are like, you know, I got it. I'm independent. I don't need nobody, blah, 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 blah. And I know this is nothing new, right? This is not a new conversation or a new observation, uh, but it's still mind blowing to me how many people, you know, are either so left or so right on this, you know, in your coaching, you know, I can only imagine, you know, the conversation mm-hmm. you have. I know that's completely <laughs> confidential <laughs> and off the record. But, you know, what has it been like um, for you professionally helping navigate or helping people navigate, right, the isms of relationships in this day and age? One of the biggest things that I've come across um, is exactly what you just said. I think the the culture now for women is, and men, you know what I mean, is we're single longer, right? And because we're single longer, we are we're adapted to being independent, to relying on ourselves, to, you know, our careers and what it is that we want to do and not really worrying about the second piece. But then, you know, you get in that itch and you do want a partner. And the hardest place is trying to balance that because, oh, I want a partner, but I don't really need him to do this, this. Well, you, you got to figure out a balance. Do you have room in your life for a man or a woman? Right. Do you have room in your life? Is there space in your life for them? You know, for women, it's it's I learned that it's hard for them. The more we boss up and I'm listen, I'm all about women being bosses and running companies and businesses. But it's also important to know where your man fits in there because he still has to feel like a man. That don't mean you're not a boss. You got to know how to make your man feel like a man. Right. Yeah. And the same for the man. If you have a woman that's a boss, you know, because we out here running it. You have to let me know. That you're the man, but also that you can you can handle a woman that's a boss outside, right? And still allow me to be vulnerable in your arms. And so it's finding that balance. Those are the two things that I find. Listen, you want a partner, where's the space? Make room. You know what? I I appreciate you saying that. It reminds me of a conversation I was having with a millennial couple. We were in Florida. I was covering an event for work and I was sitting at the table with them and they were sharing gems for their relationship. They were high school sweethearts, have their children, homeowners, all of these things. Um, But they have had a very interesting um, journey relationally and as parents, you know, there have been health challenges with their children and they are young and entrepreneurial. One is in corporate America and they were just sharing the ins and outs. And I was so grateful for the conversation. I was also challenged in that conversation because, you know, I've made this joke about this magical Negro falling out the sky. I've kind of fallen back from that joke um, for a while. So I'm like, okay, God, there's nothing funny about what I want. Let me, you know, be easy and let you do your work. Um, But they were challenging me because they were like, Lydia, when do you make time for any of that? Like, if he did fall, like, would you have time to catch him? And I was just like, okay, well, call me out. Mm -hmm. Call me out. I'm I'm good for it. (laughs) And they were like, okay, so if you are leaving Harlem at this time, be on the train. And you're not paying attention when you're on the train. And then you get off the train, get to your station, rushing from the station to your job, you're doing X, Y, and Z. Then you're back on a train, going to an event or going straight home. And then you're home and you're tired and you do it all over again. Or you're here, you're traveling, you're there. It checked me at my core, Jante. I was just like, oh my gosh, I am not making time 
You know, I have so many friends in this and people in the industry who I know, but we're not having those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if people even see me as available. Can we talk about time management and positioning ourselves um, to be available and open to love? Oh my God, absolutely. Actually, there's a chapter in my book where I talk about the work-life love balance, right? So we we all know about work-life balance, but before you are married, when you're single, it has to be a work-life love balance. Why? Because there has to be an extra piece of time carved out for that establishing and growing the relationship piece. That doesn't mean you leave, you know, your social groups that you have, your career where you're focused, but you have to have a, a piece of time that's blocked out to devote to that because how are you going to grow and really foster a relationship? So even listening to your story about, you know, I get on the train, I come back and this, I've, I've definitely counseled people that say the same thing. And you know what they say? Oh, well, he's texting me, but I'll talk to him tomorrow. I'm tired. <laughs> that's a space. <laughs> you look guilty. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> But you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. There's no room. Okay. You know, you have to be able to take the time to cultivate. And so then a lot of times I'll ask the question, do you really want a relationship? Do you really want one? And I know it's hard. I feel I really sympathize because, you know, I got married before I was so far into, into my career, right? So you are still, you know, you guys are out here growing your careers and you're striving and more ambitious than you know, other generations before. And so it is tough, but that's where the balance comes in because so many women, when they get to their forties and beyond, and then they look around, they're like, Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) So yes, finding that work-life love balance is so key and and it's doable. You know what I mean? Don't, don't knock yourself out, but find creative ways, you know, set it, set days aside. Set days aside and only put your time and effort to, into those who are worth it. Because then we have wasted time. We don't have wasted time. Then, right. then we go with those intentions and standards and all those things. We don't want to waste any time. But yeah, make space. Oh, you know, I'm reminded of what um, has come out from Chadwick Boseman, I believe his wife as well. Um, and I believe it was something that they said to one another is take your time, but don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. And what you said just reminded me of that. You know, it is not easy finding someone who you want to spend an hour with, right? You're like, oh, do I really have an hour? Right. So we're talking about a lifetime here. So there's so much work that has to be done. But you saying, like, manage your time well, mm-hmm. I don't think about, or I don't think a lot of us think about time management as it relates mm-hmm. to relationships, texting, textuationships situationships are pervasive and I am like of the tribe who's like no pick up the phone let me FaceTime you I will write you a handwritten note okay (laughs) I want you to to be acquainted with my penmanship like yes I write like a fifth grade boy but I need you to be okay (laughs) with that right I think I was practicing my signature too early in life because I just felt like I was going to be great so my penmanship is a little (laughs) questionable (laughs) but you know that intimacy of spending time with one another doesn't have the same value unless there is this um, hypersexuality or sensuality associated with it. Yeah. yeah. It makes me rub my eyes, but <laughs> I know you know what I'm talking about. You know, I kind of want to pivot a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about love during quarantine. Mm-hmm, Ooh, mm-hmm, wee. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. there are going to be a lot of, February babies. Um, there have been a lot of marriage proposals on my timeline. Love People it. Who we never would imagine have been quarantined together, like Tiffany Haddish in common. I'm like, what? In common. What? You know? But what will happen after quarantine? <laughs> I'm just like, look, right? And I've been here for quarantine love. It's so funny. I got a marriage proposal in my DMs. I was just like, sir, why are you so bold right now? I was like, we're quarantined. And I was like, if that is the only reason why not, let's quarantine. <laughs> that's, that's, a, a, that's the line right now. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, respect. I think <laughs> we're gonna right. see, right? But let's talk about this quarantine love and um, quality time. You know, what are your thoughts about that? Like, is it easier right now? Is it more 
difficult? Like, should people really be shooting their shots? So here's the thing. And people are going to be like, what are you talking about? I think this pandemic and quarantine and social business has been great for dating. It's great. And I'm going to tell you why. Because of what you just said, being from the era of don't text me, call me. That's real talk. This is the time like to really, since we have to kind of space out how we're doing everything else, there's nothing left to do but talk. Right. And when you talk, that's really how you form these bonds. That's how you learn about each other. That's how you really learn, you know, what your thoughts and feelings are about things other than just what you're going to sit in front of me and tell me that's scripted or what you can text me from whatever. You know, I, I've talked to women that are saying, and I'll ask them questions about the person and they'll say, wait, let me check my text. I don't remember what he answered. Now, look, girl, if you, <laughs> that means it didn't penetrate at all. <laughs> it didn't penetrate. So that just goes to show we have to talk, right? You right. Speak to each other, FaceTime. But yes, this is the best thing that's happened because too many, far too many people are getting physical before they've established any type of emotional, mental connection with this person. And those are the things that lead to longevity. Mm-hmm. And so quarantine can be a plus, y'all. Just use it, right? <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it, right? I'm like, shoot your shot, but let's, let's be intentional and let's really um, make it count. I was having a conversation with my sister last night and I was telling her, look, some people got to step it up or they're going to have to get rabbits like the old old people rabbits. Um, I probably shouldn't say old people rabbits. I sound like an ageist. But, you know, the scooters that those who are older in age, you know, ride around the grocery store. But I'm just like, you know, some people got to catch up. Like, I don't understand. We should be making the most of this time. I think so many people are trying to figure it out professionally um, in business in so many different areas, but we're not focusing on love. It's a blessing to be closer to family during this time. But I'm also thinking about the ways that I want to create family and what that looks like. Where do I need to be geographically? Mm -hmm. And how much time do I need to spend getting to know this person or X, Y, and Z? It's a lot, right? But now, like you're saying, it's the best time for that. Absolutely. And kind of limited distractions too, right? So this is the, get get on the phone, talk for hours. That's one of the things. When I met my husband, before we went on a date, it, took, it was like three weeks before I went on a date. We talked on the phone for hours every day. I mean, so much that it, talking to him on the phone felt like I'd known him for years. And then when we went out, it was kind of like a little awkward. That's how it lets you know how much we had bonded on the phone. So building that solid foundation of just people talk and get to know each other, build a strong foundation. And this is the time right? This is the time. Take advantage. I love that you offer that piece of advice. I was listening to Tony Gaskins, who I follow. You know, I got to have my male perspectives as well. Always. (laughs) And, you know, he was saying when he met his wife, they would meet on a bench or just outside and speak for hours before they even got on went on a date. And I was like, I think that's incredible. I mean, I clearly love talking to people and I can like talk a hole in someone's like ear, like an extra one. Um, But it's so (laughs) important to get to know people. You know, I, I have to ask you about that because so many of us think that we know someone and they show us their true colors at some point. Right. Maya Angelou says when someone shows you who they are, tells you who they are the first time, believes them. Right. But like, how do you how does one cope with that? uh, The unveiling of Mm. someone's true self when they have expectations and hopes and goals relationally. It really comes back to that knowing your worth and your value. Right. So if somebody reveals something, you might have poured a bunch into them. And I always say. It's better, it's better to find out early, right? But we're not always going to find out early. People are good at facades, right? But when you find out, now you know what to do with that information. And you really have to assess, be willing to assess like, okay, does this work for me? Is this my happiness? Where I'm going in my life, does it work? And so part of that coping, again, when I told you, make a decision. I can either stay here and I can try to wait for it to change, Right. Or I can move forward. And it's just an honest assessment. You know, think about it like options. It's an honest assessment. What can I do here? And it's not going to be easy. That's the thing. It's not going to be easy. Some of the relationships that all the heartbreak, and I'm telling you, I've been through 
just about everything you can think of going through. You will be all right. As long as you don't think of, think of it as the end all, be all. Know your worth and your value and what you deserve and keep moving. That's good. That is really good information. You know, I have had my experiences and sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, I am so tired of doing X, Y, and Z and I'm going to course correct, but I'm not doing this. And all these things we tell ourselves in conversation with ourselves. And then we go looking for validation in our conversations with our loved ones, our friends or whoever else. But, you know, I love that you say, like, it is not the all end all. Like, it's not. Mm -mm. You know, Mm -mm. one thing I've learned is to remain hopeful, right? I don't really like the term hopeless romantic. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just want to remain hopeful, right? Like, love needs hope. And I'm I'm grateful that you said that because I'm, I'm almost certain, I'm confident. I'm confident that there is someone tuned in who has experienced whatever, they may have experienced and are just like, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Right. And they've made a decision prematurely. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Very important. You know, before I let you go and before we get into our mic drop moment, (laughs) I want to talk about worth. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of lost, right? Because I have my question, (laughs) but oh my goodness. Worth is such a huge topic of discussion. What I found is that in relationships, sometimes I think I know my worth and I'm so confident about this and that. And then I'm just like, oh my gosh, am I struggling with worth issues? Is it me? (laughs) I'm not sure. And then sometimes it's me, other times it's not, right? Um, But what would be your advice to people on um, hmm, appraising their their mm. value and really standing true in that in their worth relationally. Well, the first piece would be knowing what you bring to the table, and that that's part of that expectation. But also, if you know that you are a good woman and you're capable of being what you say, backing up your actions. You should expect nothing less than that. So if you are all those things, if you're loyal, if you're loving, considerate, this is just at a very basic level. If you're all of those things, why should you accept someone who can't be the same to you? So that's the first thing. The second piece is trusting yourself and your feeling. If, if you're with somebody and you're constantly beginning to feel hurt, unsure, questioning your value, that's not, those aren't feelings that you want to feel, right? Just like you, you choose your, your friends, your career based on how it makes you feel. The person that's going to be with you, your everyday walking along, you should feel good in that. Not saying that there's not going to be ups and downs, but it should not make you question your value, your worth, the confidence in yourself. Those are things that's not healthy. That is not healthy. Someone's going to see your beauty. You may not always get along, but they're going to see your beauty and your value and respect you on on the human level. Well said. You know, there's this conversation about Black women specifically enduring so much, right? Opting in to struggle Mm -hmm. and pain and persevering through that and thinking that that's normal. Yeah. Right. And then there's the conversation about us not having to live that way. Right. And to be open to relationships that are functional and healthy and that don't require that pain. What you just said really speaks to that. At least to me, it does, because so many of us are just like, oh, well, you know, if I just do X, Y and Z or if I teach someone how to treat me. And I love that. Yanla mm-hmm. says you can't teach anyone how to to treat you. Right. They have to know um, so many of us spend our time uh, wasting on change. Doing yeah. So. yeah. So I think that really speaks to that. Do you have any thoughts about that you know, area of discussion at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you have someone who does not, you know, love you in the way that you can receive love or even feel loved. If your version of love doesn't make me feel loved 
that's not going to work. There's no way we're meeting in the middle if how you love doesn't make me feel love. If your love hurts, <laughs> whether mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, that doesn't help to build me, right? So that is unhealthy and that's not, not what we're looking for, honey. My goodness. You know, one of the things that I love about your book as I read it are all of the guides and lists. Like, I love how interactive your book is. I don't feel like I've, I, I, we've had a lot of discussion points from your book and I feel like they mm-hmm. naturally flow just because of my own curiosity and like how great the points you made are. But I love it. Like I have my phone here. I downloaded Kindle for iPhone, all these great <laughs> things. And I'm just like, wait, let me, let me refer to one of these lists. Maybe it was, um, am I mistaken? I want to go to one of them. My gosh. Right. Okay. So mindset <laughs> shift takeaways, and this is more of a guide, mm-hmm. right? You've really broken down some things for us, <laughs> right? You put so much thought and intention into creating these guides and these lists to help us work through our stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Why the level, why the high level of intention in doing so, especially when you could have just written and we could have gone off of your word. Making lists is a huge part of who I am. That, that's real. Okay. So when I talk about um, making the list of, you know, what it is you're looking for, what are going to be your deal breakers in a in relationship, I am huge on lists and I know the value of them. Like even if, if I turn to you right now and you looked at my laptops, <laughs> I mean, my uh, monitor, you're going to see 25 sticky notes with notes on them. Okay. So the value in them is when you write things down, they're more embedded into your mind. Right. And it helps you really work through them. So instead of just reading, you can sit down and write, oh, wait a minute. Let me check this off. There's a checklist. You need five of those things. This is a problem. So I want it to be really interactive and engaging. And so that's really the idea behind that. I love that because it also helps us create new habits. Right. I've written lists of the things that, you know, I want in a partner and who I am presently and what I have yes. to offer. And I honestly can look back at those things and I'm like, ooh, I can see where I folded a little bit on that or where I should have went a little harder. Oh, okay, I did well on that one. So I'm so glad that you were able to do that because when I think about mindset shift and what I want, my expectations, I'm like, ah, I didn't think I could form a list that way. So that's great advice. I'm sure Absolutely. someone tuned in is like, hmm, let me do that, right? Or you could just pick up the book. We'll do the shameless plug in just a second. Um, but I'm so grateful for tools and resources because it's one thing to have a conversation. It's another thing to actually sit down and do the work and then be able to partner with someone like yourself, you know, a love coach and really be able to manifest what it is that, you know, we want relationally and personally, right? So much of this, I'm just like, okay, I want to be this person for myself first before I go looking for that in someone else. So I am most definitely grateful. Thank you. And you know what, just to add to that really quick, there are some um, women that I've coached that the first thing they say is, well, I don't want to put too many things on my list because then I think I'm not going to get them. And I'm saying, well, that's just accepting failure before you have it, don't you? The idea of it, think of a vision board, you know, how huge, you know, where Oprah came out with this vision board, right? So again, if I turn around, you'll see my vision board over there. I'm huge on vision boards, but it's the same idea. You, you think it, you see it, you can manifest it. And it's kind of the same things. And you're, it's, it's tangible. It's tangible evidence of, wait, I said, I wanted this. This is what I was looking for. I said, this was a deal breaker. It's right here written. Why am I accepting it? Right. So yeah, there's so much value in that. Oh my gosh. I just think about the ways in which my lists and things have changed, but in some, in some ways they have not, right? I think our lists mature with us and so do our vision boards, right? The visions we have for our lives. So I think that is so key. Oh my goodness. Jante, I cannot get enough of you. And I'm so glad we are, you know, connected and you shared so much here on the Get My Life Tour. You have truly showed up. But we have come to the point (laughs) on the tour where it is time for you to drop the mic. I don't know what else you want to leave us with. I don't know what else you could give us. You've given us so much. But take a second. And when you are ready, the floor is yours. I would say trust 
yourself, right? And that just across the board, trust yourself and knowing what it, who you are, what it is that you want, what you expect out of a life partner. And don't be afraid to change it, to redirect, right? Trust yourself. Don't be afraid to change and know your worth. Stand in it. There you have it. Say no more. This has been phenomenal. I've gotten so much. I'm sure people who are tuned in have gotten more than what they thought they would receive. (laughs) And I literally cannot thank you enough. I'm like going to send you heart signs and just, (laughs) you know, express my gratitude to you (laughs) this way. But tell people how they can learn more about your book, um, partner with you as a coach and follow your journey. Absolutely. Of course, on social media, my Instagram is Jonte Rashawn. But if you're interested in coaching, private coaching and purchasing my book, my book is available on Amazon and both digital and paperback. You can also go to my website uh, at Jonte Rashawn and there you can find out about my coaching, more about myself and you can purchase a couple of things there as well. So lovely website is incredible. And so is the book. Thank you. So grateful. If you'd love to stay connected with the Give My Life Tour, be sure to do so by visiting thegetmylifetour.com, signing up for our newsletter. Of course, connecting what's on social at the Get My Life Tour on every platform with the exception of Twitter because it was too long. So it is at Get My Life Tour. <laughs> As always, if you want to stay connected with me, be sure to connect with me on social. That's one of the best places at Lydia T. Blanco. You can also visit my website to keep up with what I'm doing journalistically. And, you know, I, I feel like I have to thank you one more time, Dante, because thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. Keep on this journey. It's so amazing. And it's so needed. It's so needed. So thank you so much. I appreciate you (laughs) saying that. And I appreciate you showing up the way that you did. You have really given us some resources to keep it moving. Right. Um, My, my prayer is that we'll bump into ourselves along the way and learn how to take care of ourselves and love ourselves and really be open for what it is that we say that we want. And I believe that your book um, is helping in that process. So thank you. Oh, okay. I could be here all day. (laughs) I know that you're ready for the next stop on the Give My Light Tour. (sighs) Deep breath. I receive. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been real. Until the next time, peace. Mm